element of entertaining and predictably unpredictable, along with some good advice from your Uncle Jim. This is the Jim Villanucci Show on 96.3 News Radio KKOB. All right, there was a uh, fatal shooting at Washington Middle School, and that's obviously going to be our top story to uh, start the discussion today. If you want to call in at 505-243-3333, here's how the uh, journal is reporting it. On Friday, the third day of the school year, students at Washington Middle School took their lunch break a little afternoon. Uh, Many of them gathering outside. Amari Asbury, 13 years old, was playing basketball when he heard the sounds of gunfire. I heard boom, 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 five times, said Asbury. Uh, Speaking with a journalist picked up from school by his mom, me and my friend, we thought it came from the park. Then his best friend came over crying and said uh, he got shot. Police say a boy around 13 was taken to the hospital where he died. Uh, The suspected shooter, another boy also around 13, was taken into custody. We do have that information, and I'll get to that in a second. This is from the earlier article. In a statement released Friday night, APD Chief Harold Medina called the boy who died a hero, and he said he lost his life because a classmate brought a gun to school and he was trying to um, de-escalate a, a situation. He stood up for a friend, tried to de-escalate a violent confrontation, and that's why he uh, got shot. So, yeah, this is uh, obviously uh, tragic. Detectives have charged a 13-year-old boy with the uh, murder Juan Saucedo is charged with an open count of murder and unlawful carrying of a deadly weapon on school grounds. Uh, This is for the death of 13-year-old Benny Hargrove. APD said the shooting happened during a bullying incident and... Salcedo's so parents told police the teen took the gun from the uh, from the house from his father. Officers responded around lunchtime to this shooting at Washington Middle School at 10th and Central. Police found Hargrove with multiple gunshot wounds, and he died in the hospital. They were able to uh, take Salcedo into custody. 13-year-old classmate told police Salcedo had shown them and multiple other children the gun. He had put in his backpack earlier that day. The teen said he saw Saucedo place the gun uh, behind him as Hargrove approached. So Hargrove cannot see the gun. Hargrove told Saucedo to stop bullying my friends. We don't want to fight. Leave our friends alone. Then uh, Saucedo pointed the gun at Hargrove and, uh, and uh, killed him. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, horrific. Uh, a bunch of angles to uh, get here. Get in here if you want to join us at 505-243-3333. Uh, you have a parent not keeping the gun locked up. I don't know how much we want to go into that, but that's a thing that happened. He uh, He showed the gun. To uh, other students, 
earlier in the day. And hey, you know, no one thought to mention this to anybody. Hey, look, I got a gun in my backpack. Cool. I mean, we're not going to say anything. Snitches get stitches, whatever. I mean, you can't, you can't quietly slip away and uh, let one of the teachers know that dude has a uh, gun in his backpack. The uh, victim was trying to de-escalate the situation. The shooter told police when they uh, brought him in, tell mom I'm sorry. They uh, offered him food, and he said, I don't deserve to eat. So... How do the uh, how do the parents of the uh, victim process all of this? I mean, what if you're the parents of the shooter? How do you handle this? What happens to the life of a 13 year old murderer? I mean, his life is over. I don't know how much uh, how much prison time do you get? when you're 13 and you kill somebody imagine it's not good and uh, what his parents do now hey my son's a 13 year old murderer the other parents my my son died because he was trying to uh, de-escalate a situation and what has changed from you know, I know a lot of you around my age probably went to high school in the uh, 70s, 80s, whatever. What What is different now? Because I went on Wikipedia and looked at the uh, list of the school shootings since the 2000s. And there are hundreds of them. We only remember Columbine and some of the real bad ones. But it's happening every week. There are hundreds and hundreds of these since the 2000s. Columbine was uh, obviously in the 90s. But what what is different about school and kids today? And I have some half-formed thoughts about this, and I don't want to make light of this because I'm not. But it just seems like there needs to be some sort of outlet for, for this aggression because when, when we were in school if two kids wanted to fight they fought at lunchtime or after school everybody kind of gathered around I know this might sound barbaric but nobody was shooting each other so there's that everybody would kind of gather around two kids would duke it out and that was the end of it. Also, we had teachers in the 70s who came back from World War II. And these people didn't put up with any crap. If you were caught goofing around or fighting in the hallway or whatever, and I've seen this happen dozens of times. 
couple burly-ass gym teachers, football coaches, would take the two kids and body slam them up against the lockers, knock it off. I don't know if this was a better way to do things, but all I know is nobody was shooting each other back then. I remember when I was a young uh, a teenager, my brother, who's a year younger than me, we used to fight. My dad said, if you guys want to fight, let's fight. And he bought us boxing gloves. He bought us like the boxing equipment, you know, the big bag and the little bag. And you guys want to fight? Fine. Go in the backyard. We'll go three rounds until somebody gets knocked out, which is usually me. And uh, then you could fight. I don't know. Maybe I'm just spitballing here. Maybe none of this makes any sense, but I think I might be onto something. Anyway, uh, if you want to uh, discuss any of the uh, angles on this uh, tragic story, 505-243-3333. We'll get you screened during the break, and we will continue. Live music is back in ABQ. And 96.3 News Radio KKOB has tickets to all the best shows. Text Brad to 505-243-3333 right now to be entered into a drawing for Brad Paisley tickets. And she Brad Paisley, live at the Isleta Amphitheater on October 7th. Good luck from 96.3 News Radio KKOB. This is 96.3 News Radio KKOB. just starts running. He literally just came out, but he told me that his friend got shot. That they were at lunch and on the basketball court, and then I cut him off from there. I'm scared, because it, it's just, you hear it in the news, like, almost, like, every day that there's a shooting, and then it's so scary when it happens in your neighborhood, too. Oh, it's just, sorry, I'm just so anxious right now. A uh, fatal uh, school shooting at Washington Middle School, and uh, that's what we're talking about, if you want to jump in. Uh, Chris, you're on KKOB. Hello. Yeah, you actually brought up another point. I do agree with you about the parenting back then, because it was kind of like our parents could take us out and make a new one that looked just like us, you know. So, um, but in so far as the that's true. I came from a family of nine kids. Come on. Okay. But uh, anyways, as far as this bullying thing, bullying's usually a pattern of behavior. And for um, three days to have just gone by, and this kid bringing a gun and showing it to people, he was going to shoot somebody. He was just looking for a reason. So I first really of all, whether yeah, was involved. I agree. So the kid bringing the gun uh, to school in his backpack and showing it to the other kids now they're culpable well, uh, absolutely now why do you why do you think the other kids don't go to anyone and um, say hey uh, dude's got a gun it's cool it's cool they don't want to be bullied it's cool they have a secret the adults don't you know you can ride that out for a little bit it's how adolescents think you know they, they don't think that oh gee they don't have a sense of future and death you know, at that age. So it's not like he's going to go kill somebody I know. 
until they're shocked into it by a funeral of a friend or they grow up to be about 21, 25, there's still a vague uh, sense of what's real, not real, but uh, how permanent death is. Because they always have fantasies about it, like if I kill myself, everybody's going to be sorry, blah, blah, blah. And no, you're not going to be around to see it. You know, they may not even care. So it's that kind of thinking that sort of mitigates it and them really thinking that there's something permanent to what might happen. I think you bring up a great point. I think most of us would be lying if we said we, we didn't have fantasies about killing somebody that that screwed us over or whatever you're having a beef with. But the the, the uh going from the, the fantasy to the reality of of doing it is a whole different deal. Yeah, but adolescents don't really see that line that way. Right. I'm not excusing a kid for what he did, believe no, me. No, I not. understand. I think the ones who knew about it are just, they're accessories. Um, but no, the kids, it's that age, and it's the lack of supervision. That, you know, no, we, you know, yeah, we, we think of, especially then when we have all these intense emotions, because it's the first time we really have them. You know, we get mad. We got really mad as, a, you know, adolescents. You know, your hair wasn't right, and damn it, you weren't going to the party. Well, something that I tell, I don't know how many young people listen to the talk radio anymore, but things that happen in middle school, we used to call junior high or high school, mm-hmm. seem so very important at the time. And I got to yeah. tell you, in the context of your life, that mm-hmm. means not a hill of beans. I mean, really, it just... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't even remember any beefs or arguments or whatever that I had in junior high. I, you know, it goes away. Uh-huh. Um, and now you got a dead kid and you got a kid who's going to be locked up for a long yeah. time. And he's already like, you know, tell mom, I'm sorry, I don't deserve to eat food. And, you know, he already knows that, I mean, his life is over what an, an emotional moment yeah a, and he probably didn't a fleeting know that thing till, yeah he probably didn't know that till he actually saw the kid dead you know and that's the tragedy of of not supervising adolescents it's kind of like the people who commit suicide because somebody broke up with them you know they don't realize you're not going to remember this in five years ten years you know so it's that Part of it's that age group, but it's not an excuse whatsoever. All right, thanks, Chris. Great call uh-huh. to start it off. All right, a couple lines open if you want to uh, follow Chris there. 505-243-3333. None of this stuff means anything when you're when you're older. It's just junior high, high school, middle school, whatever. It's just stupid. Kids are stupid. Even in the college, you're just stupid. Things happen. You just need to, you know, brush it off and move on. And I also, man, I just, I don't want to sound like old dude here, but I am convinced that there's something different about the millennial and Gen Z uh, population. And look, I've met many of you. You seem like fine people, whatever. But y'all are way too sensitive. You're hypersensitive. You're, um, I don't know, you, you want to act like you're like more woke and polite. 
than older people, but you're really not. You're just, look, let me just say it this way. You're little passive-aggressive douchebags, and all of this being constantly on your phone, text messages just going round and round and round, and all of these little passive-aggressive beefs that you're having with other people, you're not better than us. You're really not. You might think you are, but there's something wrong with you, in my opinion. And it just seems like when I was a kid, we weren't passive-aggressive. We were aggressive-aggressive. If you had a thing, you just went right at it. Boom, boom, boom. And that was usually the end of it. You get in a fight with a dude... Next week, your best friends. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'm making too much of this. Probably am. Uh, Frank, you're on KKOB. Hello. Frank, go ahead. Come on, man. This okay. Is, yeah, Frank, go ahead. Hey. Uh, time to talk more about gun control. Okay. Go ahead. Frank, are you having problems, man? Come on. Turn your radio down or you're going to get confused or something. I don't know what's going on. You want to yeah. gun control. You want to talk about gun yeah. control? Go yeah. ahead. Right. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. The radio. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. It's, it's like 100-year-old technology, but whatever. Gun control. Go sorry ahead. Yeah, it's, it's now 100-year-old technology, and we're still talking about it. Exactly. Why do you control but... a number of guns? Well, I mean, how how would you go about doing that? How about eliminate? Just just getting we all turn in our guns like Australia. Just everybody turn them in. It's over. Right. No more guns. Okay. I mean, from a from a <laughs> from a thought experiment, and I'm not advocating this because you can't do it. We won't do it. We have a Second Amendment. That's really the only thing that would work. <laughs> I mean, all of these other things are just stupid. We we couldn't even agree on banning bump stocks after Las Vegas. I mean, come on. We we can't agree on banning the really bad guns, so-called bad guns. You know, people want to now make their own guns. People want to have ghost guns. I, you know... I guess what Australia did seems to have worked for them. We're not Australia. We're not going to do it. I think kind of a a moot discussion at this point. The only issue as far as gun control, gun safety, whatever, uh, you have a father who has a 13-year-old leaving an unlocked gun in the house. Probably not a good idea. Um, will the parents be charged? I don't know. Will the other kids who saw the gun in the backpack and thought it was cool or they were afraid or didn't want to tell anybody, are they somehow accessories? I don't know. But come on, man. Somebody's bragging about having a gun, showing it to you. Yeah, you gotta you got to slip away and tell somebody. All right, Mike and Fred, hang on. A couple lines open, 505-243-3333. We will continue. 
traffic every 10 minutes on the sevens for your commute. Only on 96.3 News Radio KKOB. Depend on it. Uh, they're having a uh, thing at the uh, treehouse today. Free crisis support. New Mexico therapy providers are coming together to provide immediate support for children and families affected by the shooting at Washington Middle School. That is uh, at the uh, treehouse at uh, 901 Rio Grande. And uh, there's a phone number, uh, 278-0807, 505-278-0807. Somebody just sent me that. Thank you. So we're talking about the uh, shooting uh, at uh, Washington Middle School. Parent not keeping a gun locked up, showed uh, the gun to other students. No one thought to tell anyone. Hey, Juan has a gun. Okay. Yeah. You should probably know about that. The victim was trying to de-escalate the situation. The shooter told police, tell him I'm sorry when he was uh, taken in. What happens to the life of this uh, 13-year-old murderer? What happens to the, I mean, you're the parents of this kid who's dead. I mean, how do you process this? And is there anything different from, I don't know, school, 70s, 80s school to to today? And why has these uh, school shootings just exploded? Uh, since the uh, since the nineties, two thousands, tens and twenties, five zero five two four three thirty three thirty three. Couple lines open. Mike, you're on KKUB. Hello. Yeah, thanks for taking my call, Jim. I hope you don't mind me. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Afghan, uh, the Afghanistan or pullout. Yeah, go ahead. That's fine. Okay, I, I find it ironic how we try to go into these countries like Vietnam, Iraq, uh, Cuba, Nicaragua, trying to change the political climate. You know, overthrowing. Uh, you know, whether you want to call it dictators, whereas here in the United States, you've got a good portion of the country that doesn't seem to believe in democracy, uh, doesn't believe in science, and then we actually had a president who will try to undo an election. I want to hear your thoughts on that, Jim. Thank you. All right. I mean, real quick, I mean, I don't want to jump around here with topics too much, but I was actually thinking about this today. The decades that we spent in Afghanistan, did it do any good? No, it did not. We went in after 9-11, we were able to knock down some high-value terrorist camps early on, and then I think we should have got the hell out of there. I think if we're in Afghanistan for two years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 100 years, 1,000 years, the week after we leave, it goes back to being a Taliban crap hole, and that's the way it was always going to be. They outlasted the Russians. They outlasted us. They're just, that's who they are. You're, uh, you're not going to fix them. I mean, maybe we were able to, you know, teach some Afghan women how to, how to read and plant a garden or whatever the hell we were doing over there, trying to teach them stuff. I don't know. I had a comedian friend who actually went over there to do some shows, and she talked to some of the women soldiers, and they said, what do you do all day? And we go into town, and we try to, you know, teach teach people to do these things, and is it working? Nah, not really. A waste of time. Uh, Fred, you're on Kiki B. Hello. 
Hey, thanks for taking me. Yeah, go ahead. You know, I'm 76 years old, and I've watched it for a while. You know, it used to be you, you took it out on the playground with fists, and if the teachers caught you, they put you in boxing gloves and let you finish it off without killing each other. And uh, then I moved down here to the Southwest, and uh, it seemed like they graduated to knives, and then uh, certain ethnic groups uh, carried two knives just in case they lost one. And now we're, you know, we're into guns uh, with the kids and the peer pressure of, oh, cool, you know, I can't snitch on my buddy that he's got a gun that he just showed me. But it's the old saying, you know, if guns are outlawed, outlaws, only outlaws will have guns. And, uh, you know, this, this whole thing to get rid of the long rifles, AR-15, whatever, only 4% of the crimes are committed with long guns. That includes shotguns. So, you know, it's it's a social thing. The parents have got to take responsibility. Us older adults have got to, you know, have a reasonable conversation and, and set an example or it's just going to keep going on and on. So thank you, Fred. Here, Here's something else that, that has always bugged me. You now, now have all this zero tolerance stuff in school where I don't know you get kicked out if you bring a Swiss Army knife or some nail clippers to school or something and and zero tolerance with regard to any fighting and what that does is if you're if you're being bullied or picked on you no longer are allowed to defend yourself because then you become just as guilty as the person who started it. Now, when I was in school, we had a rule, and it was loosely called, he effing started it. And if somebody else started it, you were allowed to to do your best to try to finish it. Now, you're not always successful, but you always have a better chance of ending this thing if you stood up for yourself. It is really demoralizing for a teenager to just be continually picked on, picked on, picked on, picked on, picked on, and you're not allowed to do anything about it. How, how is it against the law of the school to defend yourself? I've never understood that. And it seems to be that worked back when I was a kid. Now, I don't want to be like the guy that's like, you know what we need in school is more fighting. Not enough fighting. I'm not saying that. But if you're being picked on, if you're being bullied, you should be allowed to do something about it, and you should be able to have a defense that says, look, he was he was bullying me. He was he was knocking me around. I'm not allowed to do anything. What the what the hell sense? Uh, does that make? I guess what I'm trying to say, and if you want to comment, two four three thirty three thirty three. It just it's just the the stuff gets gets bottled up with these kids today. It's you know just stop with the thumbs, okay? Stop all the time. Can you text with your thumbs? I cannot. I have big fat. Th- I can't do it. I'm a one finger slow texter. But these kids are just... 
And the swiping, what is the swiping thing? How do you make words with the sh- sh- I don't know. I, I really, I really don't know. I just learned how to do this on my phone where I take my fingers and I can go big little. You know, I know how to do that. We begin with breaking news. Oh, shut up. So here is what I'm trying. They're all bottled up. They're all passive aggressive. They're just hiding behind their phones. Hey, Juan brought a gun to school. Did you see the gun? By the way, if, if any, I would confiscate all of these phones. If any idiot kid is sending out a text message to his friend, and I, and I know that this had to have happened, so-and-so has a phone, so-and-so has a phone, so-and-so has a gun, um, and they're talking about it and not doing anything about it, then, yeah, maybe you should be in trouble. Okay? And I don't want to just start blaming everybody. You know, the father left his gun unlocked. Let's lock him up. Uh, all these kids knew about this and did nothing, so let's do something. That, but something should be done. Should there be some sort of, and I know there's laws against having, well, I don't know if we have it here, but some places it is against the law to leave your gun unlocked, and if your kid kills somebody with it, then you're responsible. And not telling other, not telling the teachers, hey, so-and-so has a gun, he's showing it to everybody. I mean, come on. All right, uh, we'll continue with this. If you want to jump in, 505-243-3333. We'll get you screened during the break, and we will continue. This is where New Mexico comes to talk. 96.3 News Radio KKOB. Depend on it. I want to send out my thoughts and my prayers to all of our students, all of our families that are impacted by this, this horrible event. Um... I want to also say thank you to the staff at Washington Middle School. We showed tremendous courage and strength in keeping the other students safe. Tonight, our team is following the latest from Washington Middle School. It is the third day of school, and a shooting has killed one student. I'm Shelley Rabando. And I'm Doug Fernandez. Stella's son has been there since the beginning, and she is talking to people who saw it happen. But we begin with Stephanie Muniz with how it started. Doug Shelley. This all started during lunch hour when kids were gathered near the track and field during their lunch break when one student walked up to another and shot him. Police say both students involved were around 13 years old. A school resource officer was nearby, heard the shots, and ran to help. The student who was shot was taken to the hospital and later died. The student accused of pulling the trigger is in custody. Some students might have witnessed this or have information that have already gone home. They might feel scared, and we understand that. Um, take some time to, to feel comfortable. Talk to your parents about this incident. But please also reach back out to us, the police department. You can also talk to your teachers about it, your counselors, any school officials or any adult that you trust. Tell them what you're feeling right now and that you might have information to add. It's going to help us better understand this. All right. Uh, terrible school shooting. Uh, one fatality at Washington Middle School. So another thing, it's our third day of the school year. How much beefing could be going on on uh, on day three? 
Unless, you know, it was something that was from last year, which I kind of doubt. On Friday, the third day of the school year, students at Washington Middle School took their lunch break a little afternoon uh, outside, and uh, there was a uh, a kid with a gun. He came to school, showed everybody his gun. Apparently, had a had an argument with somebody else. There was some bullying. I I it's not clear to me whether the the kid with the gun was the bully or the one being bullied or whatever. But another kid tried to step in and de-escalate the situation, and of course, that's the kid that gets killed. Uh, detectives have charged 13-year-old with uh, murder and the shooting death of another teen Friday afternoon at Washington Middle School. Juan Saucedo is charged with an open count of murder and unlawful carrying of a deadly weapon on school grounds in the shooting death of 13-year-old uh, Benny Hargrove. Uh, Rob, you're on KKOB. Hello. Um Thank you for taking the call. Yeah, go ahead. A little bit confused. Was the kid with the gun the bully? Yeah, I am. I am confused uh, about that as well. I don't know if he was the bully or the victim of the bullying. Okay. So my answer is this, I don't know. It, yeah, it, it, this is a horrible thing that's happened, and uh, my goodness, my prayers go out to both families. Anyway, thank you for uh, taking my call. So, hang on. Do you, do you think oh, sure. the, the kids who... Man, this is a weird question. Well, but the, the, kids see, that, have... the, the kids that do the shootings, are, are they the unpopular kids? Are they the outcasts? Are they the ones who have been bullied? And, and just, it just it just bottles up, and then th- this is what happens in many, many times. A quick story. From my side, I'm 59 now, so it was a long time ago when I was in seventh grade. I was a bully. The school bully was behind me in a desk, and he hit his elbow, funny bone, and I kind of giggled under my breath. Well, he came around and got me him a headlock and was pulling me back through the chair. The only thing with the teacher yelling at him to stop that I could do, I grabbed a pencil and stabbed him in the neck. Nice. Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't get in any trouble, though. Hell, you Which, didn't back then. I mean, if you, yeah. if it, like I said earlier, if somebody else started it, you didn't get in trouble for, for sticking up for yourself. Now, I don't know if, you know, jabbing a lead pencil into somebody's carotid artery is the way to go, but good for you. You know, you you, you did something... You didn't have a lot of time to think about it. You reacted. And uh, w- w- what happened? That was it? That was the end of it? Yeah. I, my dad got a phone call from his parents, of course, stuff like that. But he then, yeah, that was that was it, more or less. Um, <laughs> um, the bullying, though, for me, I will say, is it can make young people go crazy. I, I really believe that. Well, if you can't do anything about it, it makes it worse. Yeah. You're not yeah, allowed to defend I mean. yourself. I, 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 that, I agree with you 100% on that because right now, even as we're grown, grown-ups, we feel like we're being bullied either by the government or all these other things that go on, and people are getting angry about that, doing stupid things. Right. Thanks. All right, I appreciate the call. Yeah, you have to be able to, uh, to defend yourself. I, th- I think everybody uh, participating today uh, has agreed with that. 
that you you just can't just keep taking it. And I don't know if the shooters are the bullies or the the victims of the bullying or just somebody that wants to be cool or I don't know what. But you need a, you need an outlet for this uh, for this bottled up aggression. And you don't have that anymore. You don't have the, okay, you want to fight? Go ahead and fight. You uh, you want to, uh, you know, get rid of some of this aggression? Go, go play football. Go uh, join the wrestling team. You're having a beef with this other kid? Let's, let's put you both in boxing gloves and go at it. Now I know with the legal world we're living in today, you can't do anything like that, but it would probably help. Uh, Wayne, you're on Kiki OB. Hello. I agree, like defending yourself and, and holding your own and kind of standing up to bullies, but when does that become a limit? Like, where where is the, where is the lines draw? Like, where age does it draw to? Because, for example, I, I was at the gym the other day, and I was just lifting weights, and the guy comes in front of me and really picks a fight with me and ready to fight me outside. And to me, I thought that was juvenile in a sense because we're, I'm 40 years old or 42 years old. I don't need to be fighting some 20, 30 year old kid at the gym. And I, I don't know where there's discretions and where there's limitations and where we're going to hold people. Yeah, no, I understand so, when you look, when you're an adult, like at the gym, it's not like school where you have to see this a-hole every day. You probably you might never you, 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 you do see him every day. I do see him every day. Okay, well, then that sucks for you. Um, <laughs> no, I get it. I mean, he 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 saw me lifting heavier than him, so he kind of shows more respect for me now. But it's just weird how it doesn't seem like it ever changes. And regardless of someone's thirty or forty or or twelve or thirteen, there's always going to be bullies. But there needs to be proper etiquette of how we handle these bullies and. Maybe not shooting is not the right thing, and maybe not fighting at the gym is the right thing, but what is the proper way to deter some of these guys who are willing to pick on people and bully? Like, I, I mean, that's kind of stuff well, that should be taught. In I, I, look, I don't want to be teaching people bad things here, but as, right. an, as, <laughs> as an adult, you, you, as an adult, you can do things to get back at someone without them ever knowing that it came from you. And... Use your use your imagination, but uh, I've done it, and I got to tell you, when it worked, it made me feel friggin' fantastic. So, do you think we can do that with kids too? Then, don't you think we should be able to teach that for well, kids? Well, I, I don't, I don't like stabbing a guy in the neck with a pencil or shooting some kid is maybe extreme. Kind of hard to get a kid fired from his job or or, or something, you know. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's a, uh, I'm sure it's out of print right now, but I don't know why, but maybe because we're Italian. My dad had this book, like 100 Dirty Tricks You Can Do to People Without Them Ever Knowing That It Came From You. And I got to tell you, one of the best, best books I've ever read. And uh, that uh, that stuff works. Uh, I will lay in the weeds 20 years if it takes to get back at you. I will. I'll hide in the tall grass. 
Uh, Tom, you're on KQB. Hello. Get back at me for what? I never did anything to you. Not yet. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It it, it all boils down to this. And I'm not going to use the word morality because that assumes a whole nother scope. The, The kids don't have anybody from the time they're born until the time they're causing trouble to teach them what's right and what's wrong. And it's got, you know it, I know it, we've seen it. You know, the millennials, the Gen X, the whole thing, that is all just an excuse, as far as I'm concerned. Um, All right, here's what I'm going to say. And you know this is true. I didn't have a cell phone till I was like 34 years old. Those of you that came out of the womb with a phone, especially a smartphone, and your little thumbs and your little whatever, because of that technology, there is something, whether you know it or not, very wrong with you. You've never learned how to relate to people face-to-face. You're always doing it. That's what I call it. See, I'm doing my thumbs, hammer, like that. You've never learned how to handle your business. All right, we will continue. 505-243-3333. Call me now. Informative, entertaining, and predictably unpredictable. Along with some good advice from your Uncle Jim. This is the Jim Villanucci Show on 96.3 News Radio KKOB. Uncle Jim telling you how to handle your business and uh, get secret revenge on people who have it coming. No, we've been, uh, we got a bunch of local stuff to uh, get to this hour. Uh, besides the uh, fatal school shooting at Washington Middle School, but that is our top story. It was tense and scary moments for students. They were outside eating their lunches when they heard gunshots and ran for safety. News 13's Rachel Knapp spoke with students who witnessed the shooting. She continues our coverage live at Washington Middle School. Rachel. Just when I got here, there was a big crowd of parents anxious to see their kids. And you can just see the relief on students' faces as they left those school doors. Now, uh, some were crying and some were just in shock from what they saw. An emotional reunion after a tragic day. Police say a middle school student shot and killed another student earlier this afternoon in the field next to APS's Washington Middle School. This is my worst nightmare, and I see it on the news all the time, and it's only the third day. Parents waited outside the school, anxious to see their kids, who were greeted with reassuring hugs. Students we spoke with were taking their lunch break outside when it happened. Um, I witnessed a student pull out a weapon on another student. So I was about 40 feet away. And as I was running back, four or five shots were behind. Some at first thought the sound was just fireworks. And then my friend told us that it was gunshots, that we should go inside, so we all did. So we grabbed our backpacks and everything, and we ran inside. All right, so, uh, yeah, uh, not not good, obviously. Um, we've also talked about bullying, technology, Social media, whatever. 
why it's different uh, to be a young person these days. You know, it's got your nose in your phone. You don't know how to handle your business. I, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. I, I, I think face-to-face interactions are everybody's on the spectrum, God forbid. I mean, what the... Ethan, well, you're you on... Yeah, you set me up perfectly, Jim, uh, with the comments about social media. I mean, that has to come into the conversation because, you know, when you and I were kids, and you're a little older than me, but, I mean, I'll, I'll lump myself into that time frame. You know, when we were kids, if you were bullied, it really was something that only happened at school. And if you were at school and you were, you know, clever enough or, you know, smart enough to mind your own business, you could figure out ways to kind of avoid the person that might be bullying you. But now with social media, you're basically bullied 24 hours a day. And because kids are so obsessed with what's going on, I mean, it might be easy to say, well, just ignore that stuff. But kids don't ignore it. Whenever whenever I, I watch a, a movie or a TV show where there's young people in it, and this is all I know about their lives from TV and movies, obviously, but... Right. All I see is um, I'm, <laughs> I'm locked in my room on my phone all night. Right, or their tablet, yeah. Yeah, all night. No, you're right. You know, you're exactly right. And, it, and again, it's like th- their world becomes inside that phone, and whatever is in that phone is almost even more important than what happens in real life. IRL? Other people are... You know, other people are talking about you, and they're saying this, and they're bullying you, and and then it's on Facebook, it's on Instagram, it's on uh, Snapchat, it's it's everywhere, and you begin to, begin to think that, you know, this whole world becomes, you know, me being bullied. Now, one thing I would say though, Jim, is uh, another. Uh, aspect by by that, the way, that, um, speaking yeah, of bullying and social media, I. Uh, If you're having a, if you're having Italian school of no, if you're having like the most perfect vacation in Maui, and you want to stick it in my face on Facebook, go f yourself. There, I said it. Right. Okay. No, I agree just completely. It's, it, it, no, I mean it's true. Do we need to know everything about everybody all the time? Are there... You know, believe it or not, Jim, there are times when I don't want to know your anything food, about anybody. Your food. Nothing. You, I don't I, I know just, about it. I just made this wonderful dinner. What I must do is take a picture of it and send it out to thousands of people. Right. Meanwhile, it's getting cold on the plate. I don't want to eat it. I, it has to be photographed and, and lit just right so that I can be uh, a darling on social media. I, I, I don't get it. Jim, I, I fear for our children and grandchildren who are going to be indoctrinated this from the womb. But uh, how, how about this one? How about this one? You go to your child's performance. Everybody's got their phone up in front of their face, taking video. Do you know what's ultra ultra HD? Is watching a performance with with your eyes. It's <laughs> right. ultra right, HD three D. It's crazy. It's actually above 4K if you're looking at your children on the stage with your own bare eyes. Yeah. Now, Jim, the story, the version that I read of the story, there are two kids involved, right? The shooter, whose name is Juan, and right. the sh- victim, whose name was, I believe, Benny. Right. 
And the way I read it is, uh, it seemed that the shooter was the one doing the bullying because apparently, uh, how this altercation occurred, at least this is And he was bullying Benny's friends, and Benny was sticking up for his Correct. friends. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. And Benny went up to Juan and said, look, I don't want to fight, just leave my friends alone. We don't want any more trouble. Get off my friend's back, leave my friends alone. And that's when Juan shot Benny. And that suggests to me that, um, you know, he brought this gun to school. It was only the third day of school. So he brought this gun to school. It sounds like he intended, maybe intended to use it on somebody. It just happened to be Benny that was the first person that confronted him. So um, very, very tragic situation. And also, Jim, one last comment, I'll let you go. Parents, if you have guns and you have kids in the house, if you're going to work, don't leave your gun behind unlocked. Put a gun lock on it, put it in a safe, put it somewhere where your kids can't get to it, because clearly he brought the gun from home. Yep. All right, we uh, appreciate you. John, you're on KQB. Hello. Hey, how's it going? All right, John, what's up? You know what? Um, looking by. Oh, hold on. Huh? Okay, I got time. Go ahead. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. I turn my radio now. Yeah, go ahead, John. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, John. Oh, is it? Are you pranking me, John? Come on. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Good lord. Uh, nice, nice, uh, nice punk, punkin. If you want to call in and punk the host, that's fine. Or maybe he's just that stupid. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. Got a text. Is your show for people who don't know how to read the paper or comprehend TV news? Yeah, it. You know, it actually could be. I. I think that could be a reason. For for this. Okay, uh, we have a bunch of other local stuff to get to. Uh, adults are shooting each other over beefs at Ojos Loco Sports Cantina. Albuquerque police say they need help from witnesses to figure out who opened fire in front of a popular bar last night, killing a customer and wounding three others. This afternoon, APD held a news conference at the Ojos Locos Cantina in Uptown to give details. Here's Ariana Kraft. Police say the shooting followed an argument near the front door. 30-year-old Lawrence Anzurez was killed. Three other people, including a restaurant employee, were also shot. They're all expected to be okay. APD says they are still in the early stages of the investigation. There's, there's video footage that we still need to go through, and even just knowing who witnessed what, we, we're not at a point yet to confidently say. We know this incident happened at the doorway, though, of the restaurant. Anzuras's family was also at the news conference. They say he was a good person who just got mixed up in the wrong situation. He was a car salesman, enjoyed boxing, and grew up in the South Valley. People have started a memorial outside of Ojos Lojos. His family says all they want is justice. We know how much, again, Lawrence was loved in this community. To the person who did this, there will be justice. Either way, there's going to be justice. And for people who know what happened, please come forward. This was an innocent life that was taken for no reason. No reason at all. APD is encouraging anyone who was at the restaurant last night or has additional information to come forward. All right, people uh, fighting in bars, that's a thing.
People bringing uh, uh, guns to bars. I don't know. We all knew that one guy growing up that used to just love to get drunk and want to fight. I, I never understood the fighting drunk. I was a happy drunk, a horny drunk, a hungry drunk, a sleepy drunk. I know this all surprises you. Never uh, a fighting drunk. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's all about. Anywho, uh, some uh, other local stuff to uh, get to. Gun shows will no longer be allowed at Expo New Mexico and uh, any state facility. Uh, three city councilors want the West Said considered for the soccer stadium. The journal says, tell us where the damn stadium is going to be before we vote for it. The uh, Taste of the Caribbean restaurant is uh, still open. Owned by now former state lawmaker Cheryl Williams Stapleton is still in business a few weeks after allegations that she stole millions came to light. Special agents raided the cafe last month looking for evidence. Here is News 13's Jackie Kent. Well, we only saw a few customers going in and out of a taste of the Caribbean over the course of a couple of hours today. William Stapleton has been on TV in the past plugging her restaurant. We've been at the state fair for about 15, 16, 18 years at the state fair. And then we decided to launch out and have a central location within the city. It was just two weeks ago, agents with the AG's office served a search warrant at the Caribbean. All right. So if you want some overpriced crappy food and bad service, uh, the uh, alleged grifter's restaurant is... uh, still open uh yeah we got some other stuff to get to as well locally 505-243-3333 we will continue itunes or google play store just search kkob all right uh local topics going we got the fatal school shooting at washington middle school a fight at ojos loco sports cantina uh, led to a uh, fatal shooting, three injured. Uh, three city councilors want the West Said considered for the soccer stadium. The journal says, tell us where it is going to be before we vote on it, the soccer stadium. Gun shows are no longer allowed at Expo New Mexico or any state facility because, you know, guns. It appears gun shows are no longer allowed at Expo New Mexico. Organizers of a recent show say their access was denied last minute, so we wanted to know why. News 13 Stephanie Chavez has the story. They say they were told by Expo officials that gun shows are no longer allowed at any state facility. For the past 40 years, the New Mexico Gun Collectors Association has hosted a gun show at the state fairgrounds. But this year's show, which was supposed to happen last weekend, was canceled. Yeah, it's frustrating. To say the least. Along with the upcoming Rocky Mountain gun show that was scheduled for the third weekend in November. So this was a shock that they just called and, you know, said that they're going to, there's no longer gun shows allowed at the uh, state programs. We- 
Did somebody say Rocky Mountain Gun Show? Guns. Rocky Mountain Gun Shows. The Rocky Mountain Gun Show. October 31st through November 1st at the Southtown Expo Center. Two semi-truckloads of ammo with wholesale... Oh. ...and no limit on quantity. ECW oh, oh. permit class is only $39. Free gun safety classes. All right. Uh, Jay, you're on Kiki B. Hello. Yes, three weeks ago I was in Colorado Springs and a four-year-old shot, shot himself with a gun and killed himself. So what I say to this is more burgers sold, the more obesity there, there is. And the more guns sold, the more shootings. It's just common sense, you know, common sense. Okay, I mean, what what would you propose to do about it, Jay? Uh to uh, uh, t- teach people, you know, not to eat right, to do things, uh, uh, take care of the bodies, the same way as with guns, you know. You don't need a gun. Really, you don't need a gun. You know, they always say you got to protect yourself. You know? Well, the more guns uh, we have, the more healing it's just going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just sad. It's just sad. But it, of course, we know that this is the, the route for this life, you know. We have to go through these things, but it's just hurtful. It's just hurtful to see the families, both sides of the family, hurt. Yeah. Or nonsense. Or nonsense. Probably, who knows? Or a quarter, or girlfriend, or whatever. I don't know. But it's it's nonsense. So have have guns um, de- defended more lives or 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 taken more lives? When you look, I don't know the answer. I'm just asking. When you look at murders and suicides, and then you look at, you know, and we've had people in this audience, uh, and me too. Hell, I had to defend myself one time. Somebody bursted in here. In here! I had to pull a gun on a, on a crazy dude. Good times on the radio. Woo! Ah. <sighs> Don't get past security and and break into my studio during a commercial screaming at me like a lunatic because I haven't answered any of your 1,000 emails. Yeah, you got It's time for you to go. Okay. Some radio hosts carry a, a little Caltech in their briefcase. I'm just saying it could be a thing. I believe it. I, I when I worked at the front reception desk, uh-huh. I had a panic button that I could call um, downstairs security. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some people who get way overly involved with talk shows are insane. Uh, ben, you're on KQB. Hello. Oh man, good to hear you, Jim. Right. R- right. Yeah. Like. Jay's got his head so far up his rump, it's not even it's not even funny. Because guns don't kill people. People kill people. The wrong a good guy with a gun is gonna thwart a bad guy with a gun every day of the week. Jay's got his head so far up I don't even see how he can even breathe. Well, uh, there you go. So, are you uh, are you packing there, Ben? I'm packing multiple. 
No, hey, we could in do uh, we could do in a, my a, car. We could do an impromptu edition of what you packing today. Rocky Mountain Gun Show. Anyway, what do you got? I'm, what are you packing? I am packing a seventy-year-old nineteen eleven. Oh, passed down from my father, and it was passed down from his father, and the thing shoots like, like the day it was made. Like butter. I don't even like know what that butter means. over here. I don't even know what that means. All right, good for you. You know what it means. Come on now. I hear you. I hear what you're throwing down. Smooth as a some mm. butter on you know what. <laughs> All right, Ben. That's uh, yeah, that's a thing, Ben. Good to uh, hear from Ben since the uh, early '90s. All right, uh, we'll continue. Uh, got a lot of local topics. Going if you want to uh, talk about the school shooting or the fight at Ojos Locos Sports Cantina, the soccer stadium, the uh, state banning these people. The Rocky Mountain Gun Show, October 31st through November 1st at the Southtown Expo Center. Expo New Mexico, and uh, we will continue 505-243-3333. Plus, sheriff and mayoral candidate Manny Gonzalez. Show starts at 3 at 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. All right, it's turned into uh, What You Packing Saturday. What You Packing, What You Packing. That last dude had a really old gun. I forget what, what, but sounded like a thing. Uh, Jeff, you're on KKOB. Hello. Hey, uh, I was bullied mercilessly uh, all the way through junior high and high school and did a lot of work in the neighborhood. in Denver and, and saved money and tried to buy guns from my friend's father. It was like a Snevros 38. I would have used it. When I was in 21, the Boeing stopped because I started buying guns and carrying them. Uh, but uh, Boeing is just out of control in our schools and, and our society. Well, uh, it is. And the only way to uh, stop it is to uh, stop it is to stand up for yourself, but the kids aren't allowed to do that now because we have uh, zero tolerance. So that means uh, if you defend yourself, you're just as guilty as the person who started the fight. So the uh, who started it rule has apparently uh, been uh, been changed since we were kids. Central Avenue featured in a new economic recovery campaign Get back to Central, everyone. There are some iconic stops along Route 66 in Albuquerque from the Chemo Theater to the Doghouse Drive-In. Now the city of Albuquerque is using federal relief money to try and draw people back to those spots. News 13's Rachel Knapp shows you the plans. From Tramway along East Central, all the way west to 118th Street, Central Avenue is the star of the show in a new campaign called ABQ 66, Explore the Real Original. Richard Kuhn, the executive director of RK Venture, is leading the campaign. The whole idea behind this was to build awareness for Route 66 corridor and all the businesses, the galleries, the retail shops, the restaurants that are up and down this amazing, iconic thoroughfare. And Okay, first of all, is it really? 
Steve. Let people know that these businesses are up and operating. Kuhn says ABQ 66 will play up Albuquerque's neon signage and feature spots all along Central Avenue. And that takes you on a, on a route all the way down Route 66, so you see all sorts of businesses here. They've already started rolling out ads on social media and the radio, which they believe could reach as many as 2 million people, trying to grab the attention of locals and people visiting the city. Okay, this, this is not... <clears throat> How do I say this? This is not Las Vegas Boulevard. This is not the Strip. This is not... I don't know what. The Miracle Mile in Chicago or the Park Avenue in New York. This is Central Avenue. It's kind of crappy. It's kind of crappy. Where the best of Albuquerque gather. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Encouraging them to shop local on Central. And that's not all. Starting as early as next week, be on the lookout for some banners going up along Central. We're told it's all part of the campaign to highlight unique districts along the Route 66, like the International District, Edo, and Knob Hill. To fund the campaign, the city of Albuquerque is spending half a million dollars using money from the Federal CARES Act. It's part of their economic recovery plan. All right. And they always got like this. This dude in the commercial rolling down Central in his cherry red 57 Chevy. I, I never see that. I never see that in real life. But uh, it's a thing. The New Mexico State Fair plans for a normal year with a few changes month from the state fair just as COVID cases counts are soaring again after last year's cancellation the state is still planning on a normal fair this year but with a few wrinkles news 13's brady wakayama is live at expo new mexico with what you can expect to see brady Jess, organizers say they're expecting hundreds of thousands of visitors just like in the pre-pandemic days but people will notice some changes we've got Tons of staff who are going to be on hand cleaning, sanitizing. We've got fogging machines. I don't know if you've seen those. They're super cool. They just sanitize an entire area. The spokesperson with the fair says there'll be more. There'll be more hand sanitizing stations throughout the grounds. And they'll. Are you excited about that? I don't want to be Mr. Negative today, but why should I change after 22 years? Are you excited about the state fair? Mm, not. Really? Do you go? I used to go a lot. Uh -huh. I, really, I only go if they send me out on a remote. Oh, yeah, if you have to go for work. Yeah, yeah okay. For that part, doesn't count as going. I went to Balloon Fiesta 20 years in a row. That didn't count as going. Hey, would you like to get up at 3 in the morning and do radio play-by-play? of balloons in the sky that nobody can see on the radio? Sure. Sure I would. Uh, ben, you're on KKUB. Hello. Hey, long time no listen, Jim. What? You can't say that word. I I mean, I apologize for, uh, I don't apologize. I, you, can't say, uh, you can't say that word, but so what you're saying is, uh, not not a not a big fan. 
All right. Uh, anybody want to comment on the uh, gun show not being allowed at uh, any uh, any state facilities? Guns, Rocky Mountain gun shows. Anybody want to comment on uh, what gun they may be packing? The Rocky Mountain Gun Show, October 31st through November 1st at the Southtown Expo Center. Two semi-truckloads of ammo with wholesale prices and no limit on quantity. CCW permit class is only $39. Free gun safety classes. Free box of 22 ammo and up. You know, uh, something else that um, I, uh, I was talking about earlier this week. And uh, Peter Trevisani has not gone back to me on this. If the soccer stadium is going to be uh, multi-use, first of all, I agree with the journal. We should know where it's going to be before we vote on it. Three West Side counselors now want West Side locations considered. But if it's truly going to be a multi-use facility, uh, are they going to allow? Monster trucks. Those are my demands. This 4th of July weekend, prepare to get annihilated as Bass Pro Shops and Walmart proudly present Mega Monster Truck Rally at the Citrus Bowl featuring all your favorite trucks. Demon Sea, Ball Buster, Gunchoven. And don't miss the second That's annual every huge Winky Cook-Off. Tickets are just 10 bucks. The first 100 people in the gate get a can of natural light. Tickets available at Ticketmaster. Man. If I could go to a monster truck show and and drink Natty Light again, I mean, what? I'd just be, I'd just be the best. Ben, you're on KKB. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Central mostly is not a nice place to be. Okay, From that's better. Family down to 98th Street. Uh huh. There's so much carnage going on. Um. Homeless and weirdness and everything. Well, let me ask you this. If you rode Central from here to Chicago, where I guess it used to go, I don't know how much of it's left. Is there any part of Central, Route 66, whatever, in the United States that's not crappy? Well, no, but it's just that it's... uh Route 66, and that's the attraction. Uh, you know, there's some good restaurants up on Central, but mostly it's just it's just crappy. Well, there you go. Uh, just crappy. That should be the new ad campaign. Come back to Central. Just crappy. Wait, let me see if I could... Uh... If I could come up with something here. <clears throat> Welcome back to Central. It's just crappy. Come see the real Albuquerque on Central. It's just crappy. That was, that was pretty lame, Jim. Uh, Mike, you're on KKUB. Hello. Hey, how's it going today? What's up, Mike? Oh, nothing much. Just getting home. I just wanted to comment on the uh, whole gun show thing. I think it's completely unfair, but it doesn't surprise me. Because? Uh, it's, it's New Mexico, and they're trying to pass a whole bunch of bills to control guns and whatnot, including the one that I'm carrying right now. And, you know, it's just... 
doesn't surprise me anymore. What, what's me you, uh, what do you choose to carry there, Mike? Uh, right now I got a Glock 43 at cool. my 4 o'clock. Nice. Yes, sir. Everyday carry. Uh, did you ever get any looks, or are you mostly uh, is it mostly okay? Um, I get a lot of looks, especially when I go into Starbucks carrying a big Glock Twenty One uh-huh. or coffee with it. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm within my law, so I'm good. Yeah, I don't know if the Starbucks crowd is uh is uh is gun people. I'm, I'm guessing probably not. I don't get the whole Starbucks thing. Remember when we were young adults? You know, coffee was just is just coffee. Then they came out with decaf, but it was just it was just coffee. As a kid, I always thought it was cool to have that like Sanka or what you know the instant coffee. It wasn't venti or grande skinny latte double pump. Whatever, uh, it was just coffee. And now you go, uh, you go to Starbucks, and you like, you, can I just have a large coffee, please? And if large, first of all, ooh, large, like, ooh. can I just, could I just have a large coffee? Could I just have a friggin' cup of large coffee? Now you go to Dunkin' Donuts, you can order a large cup of coffee. They're not going to look at you funny. Uh, Jim, you're on KKOB. Go ahead. Hey, thank you. So my brother's ex-wife is related to the guy who got shot at Ojos Locos. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so um, apparently uh, the guys were um, trying to pick up on the waitress, and the other guy told them to leave her alone. And so the, they got pissed off, and they were like, well, let's go outside. <clears throat> and they went outside, and he beat the you know, crap out of the two or three guys and then when he was returning to the uh, bar they shot him in the back four times oh and then his friend came out to help him and they shot him too and this is what I'm getting from my brother and his ex-wife what a what a horrible situation I'm, I'm sorry for that um, uh, what what cowards yeah just take your beating and go home and uh, drink a beer. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't get it. And uh, but by the way, the uh, thank you. The waitress at uh, Los Ojos Los Locos does not want to go go out with any of the customers. Uh, I just don't don't pick up on people when they're working. You know, it's like okay. This poor waitress, she can't leave. She's stuck working there. Um, and obviously, we used to do shows at Twin Peaks. <laughs> Those poor waitresses there. I mean, they're they're walking around in in uh, lingerie and whatever they make them wear, and got these creepy guys. Like I don't know. It's just a. It's just. I, I'm not saying that I've never been to Ojos Locos. It's probably a fine place, but it, uh, it's, it's just not, not a good scene. But, yeah, I agree with you. What a coward. All right, we will continue. 505-243-3333. Call me now. News Radio KKOB. 
All right. I'm about eight, ten minutes away from the uh, open topic hour. If you got something random, uh, Brian, you're on KKUB. Hello. Hey, good afternoon. Hey, Brian. Uh, some thoughts on the gun issue. You know, our country's flooded with guns. They'll never be taken away from people. I own guns. I, I really don't have a problem with them. But when people are irresponsible or commit a crime with a gun, I think we need to come down on them like a ton of bricks. I mean, I, I read a lot of crime stories, and, you know, there's convicted felons getting caught with stolen guns, and they get let right back out of prison in six months or a year, or they commit a crime with a gun in their possession, and they're let out of jail in a year. I mean, last weekend you were talking about that guy that stole the bait car, and the cops chased him, and he was firing a gun at the cops, correct? Right. Right. What do you think would be a fair prison sentence for some idiot like that? What should, well, how much time should that guy spend in prison? I mean, 20 years? I, I don't know, a lot. Yeah, at least. At least. You know, in my book, if you commit a crime with a gun, if you just have a gun on you and you commit a felony, that's 10 years, automatic. If you fire the gun, it's 20. If you fire it twice, it's 40. You know, this idea where people just get caught with guns and we let them back out on the streets is, it's insane. And, uh, you know, this, this last shooting was tragic in town where a 13 year old gun, the 13 year old kid's bringing a gun to school. You know, his parents have some serious problems. And, you know, I bet dollars to donuts, you know, dad or the boyfriend, whatever he is, probably has a felony record, probably shouldn't have had the gun, probably is up to something illegal, which is very typical. I mean, that guy, for being so stupid, should be in prison for 10 years. You know, here's I mean, it's a, ridiculous what yeah. we let go on. Here's a, here's a tangent. Um, when, whenever I uh, watch these... Uh, Prison shows like Scared Straight or, you know, Locked Up, whatever place. I, I got to tell you, the, and I don't understand why not, not everybody has this, but the fear of being locked up with those animals and all the horrible things that, that happens in prison, I, I don't know why that is, is, Nobody should be wanting. Everybody should be going out of their way not to get in trouble, ever for fear of that. Because it just has to be the worst thing ever. Well, a lot of them, it's a career, and they go in and out. If they start going in and out of prison or juvie home when they're fourteen, you know, and they're doing these short one-year, six-month prison sentences when they're eighteen, nineteen, twenty. You know, and then the liberal politicians are like, oh, you know, it's a young man. Give him a chance. Don't throw his life away. Give him a chance. And then they let him back out on the streets when he's 22 and he's done serious felonies. And they say, and he has no life skills. And so next thing you know, what happens? Oh, he commits another big gun crime. You know, kill somebody. And then it's, oh, gee, well, that's sad story. You know, and then they let them back out in five years. It's ridiculous. You know, these guys that are like, you know, I could do three pennies upstate standing on my head. That's not me. Uh, You know. No, me neither. But, you know, you can have your guns. You can do whatever you want. You can be patriotic. But you cross that line. You commit a felony with your gun. 
you're done. You're going to do serious crime. If you kill somebody, you're done. You should be hanging on the end of a rope. It's idiotic what we do in this country. When, 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 That's my statement. When Crazy Chris wants you to hold his pocket, you know what I'm saying, Brian? Yeah. When you're yeah. holding somebody's pocket in prison, that's a long day. That's a uh, long yeah, day. day. All right, Brian, thanks. Hold my pocket. <laughs> Hold my pocket. That's a long day. I don't know. I think having a having a certain amount of paranoia about that kind of thing is very healthy. When you, and there's been a couple, two, three times in my life, we'll say three, that I've been in facilities where you weren't allowed to leave for a number of weeks, and they were nice places, good food, you know, comfortable room, but you don't know what that does to you. Just the thought, you're not allowed to leave. You're not allowed to leave in, in, until they say so. And after a while, you're just like doing laps around the hallway, like I got to get out of here. I, I, well, yeah. I mean, you just can't imagine how horrible that is. And that was like three weeks. Was you know that was the longest one, but twenty years. In the in the little room with that steel toilet, the toilet freaks me out. Just gonna say that. That steel toilet freaks me out. Or when you're in that holding cell with a bunch of dudes, one toilet in the corner. I you know, just And there's that last person <laughs> trying to get high in the corner with whatever they oh, stuck in. Exactly. Whatever they suitcased. In, that's what they call it when you you know what the suitcase is right it's uh it's the only place you can hide stuff bend over cough all right uh well suitcasing and other uh open topic themes will continue into the four o'clock hour uh, it's open topics call me with anything random we will continue Informative, entertaining, and predictably unpredictable. Along with some good advice from your Uncle Jim. This is the Jim Villanucci Show on 96.3 News Radio KKOB. Uh, Open topic, random hour. Some stuff I didn't get to yet. There are some fears of terrorist attacks on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. That's coming up. Uh, Apple will begin spying on your iPhone for kitty porn. Were the uh, decades in Afghanistan worth it? No. Uh, the PNM Avangrid Iberdola merger stinks to high heaven, and I predict that will turn out to be a boondoggle. State fair plans for a normal year. Central Avenue featured in the new economic recovery campaign, a Taste of the Caribbean restaurant owned by the alleged grifter. 
is uh, still in business. Gun shows are no longer allowed at Expo New Mexico or any state facility. Journal says, tell us where the stadium's going to be before we vote on it. Eh, it's a fair point. Uh, three city councilors want the West Saeed considered for the soccer stadium now. That's not going to happen. A fight at Ojos Loco Sports Bar. Cantina, rather. Cantina's a bar, right? Led to a shooting, one dead, three injured. And a fatal school shooting at Washington Middle School. A parent not keeping a gun locked up. This kid showed the gun to other students. No one thought to tell anyone. Uh, the victim was trying to de-escalate the situation. Yeah, horrible, horrible story. Anyway, uh, if you got anything random, hit me up now until 5. 5-5-2-4-3-33-33. Five, five, E-Dog, what is going on? Well, Jim, that is a very large buffet of topics, and from it, I'm going to choose Afghanistan. We'll go back to that. Uh, Mike brought it up earlier, too. Uh, You know, Jim, this is a really tragic situation, and uh, not so much because of the way we're exiting. I mean, we had to exit at some point in time, and that old saying in Afghanistan, you know, uh, you have the watches, but we, Afghanis, we have the time. And that's all they were ever going to do was wait out that time that we were occupying until we had to leave and then you know then they run the roost again and the only uh, alternative to that is staying there forever which we're not going to do and we can't do and we didn't learn you know jim we did not learn the lessons of history the lessons of vietnam um we had no strategy going into afghanistan we had no uh you know strategic tactical mission we should have just gone in taking care of the taliban and al-qaeda maybe left a tiny contingent force that would continue looking for bin laden and got out instead we stayed and stayed and then the way you know uh in the constitution congress is the governing body that uh, is in charge of declaring wars we don't even do that anymore we just leave it to the president by executive order to send troops into some far-flung region and with no exit strategy and they're made to stay there not years but decades at a time and if that's going to be the role of the military because in my mind the mission of the united states military is not to uh be sent into far-flung regions in timbuktu uh to occupy occupy a nation that doesn't even want us there for 20 years at a time and if that is going to be our new mission then we cannot ask a volunteer force, a tiny percentage of the population, and put all of that burden on those soldiers and their families. If our new mission is going to be uh, going into regions all over the globe to be the policeman of the world, then we need to bring back the draft so that every American has some skin in the game. Did you say Timbuktu? That reminds me of Katmandu. Where is Katmandu? How long have we been in Afghanistan? This long. Good afternoon. On my orders, the United States military has begun strikes against Al-Qaeda terrorist training camps and military installations of the Taliban regime in Afghanistan. These carefully targeted actions are designed to disrupt the use of Afghanistan 
as a terrorist base of operations and to attack the military capability of the Taliban regime. We are joined in this operation by our staunch friend, Great Britain. Other close friends, including Canada, Australia, Germany, and France have pledged forces as the operation unfolds. More than 40 countries in the Middle East, Africa, Europe, and across Asia have granted air transit or landing rights. Uh, my point is, it's been a while. <laughs> that was October 2001. Sweet, fancy Moses. Uh, David, you're on KQB. Hello. That would be sweet, feathery Jesus. Right? Right. Yeah, and Bush, that, th- those guys did that on purpose. They, they uh, watched the 9-11 buildings come down on purpose so that they could make uh, hundreds of billions of dollars selling armament to the U.S. military to go over there and pretend. And um, so, uh, let's see, so that uh, restaurant's still open, huh? A taste of uh, Jamaica. It is. Mama. Mon. Mama. Pretty mama. It's still open, uh, Mon. Yaman, yeah, Yaman, yeah, and so um, the Blaylock, Yaman, yeah, Blaylock, he gone. Restaurant open, Blaylock gone. So have you have you have you touched on that one yet? That uh, can you say David was right? So Blaylock resigned. Why? Because his his wife. The official reason because his wife got a job and he wants to quit his hundred thousand dollar a year job uh, that he traveled from California so that he can follow his wife back to California. Uh, and it's just a coincidence that there's a $45 million com- computer scandal going on with his name on it. Did you cover that one? Uh, I did not, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I think it's really where I'm going to. If I ever get out of here, I'm going to Kathmandu. I got no kick against the West Coast. All right, Hammer. Brothers are such good hosts. News Radio KKOB. Open topic, side topic. By the way, 18 lines open if you want to jump in. 243-3333 is the best Bob Seger song. Traveling Man, Beautiful Loser. That's a combo. That's like those two Led Zeppelin songs. Heartbreaker and Livin' Lovin' Mate or whatever. Or you can't play those separately, right? Are those the two I'm thinking of? And then there's the one that comes after that. I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up now. But the traveling man segue into Beautiful Loser or Turn the Page. Thank you very much. A couple of songs from my new LP we'd like to do for you now. This first one is called Traveling Man. Up with the sun, gone with the wind. She always said I was lazy. Yes, this is a real topic. Even my home, even my friends. Running when things get you crazy Out to the road Out beneath the stars Feeling the breeze Passing the cars 
Okay, so there's the, the beautiful uh, traveling man. There's this little little segue. And then it goes to the beautiful loose. Which I think is the best Bob Seger song. It speaks to me on a personal level. Man. Come on. It's coming. There it is. I need to skip ahead. I skipped ahead a little. Come on, people. He wants his home and security. He wants to live like a sailor at sea. Beautiful loser. Where you gonna fall? You so how did this happen? Ethan said Timbuktu. I said Catman do. And now we're doing this. All right. Obviously, I have nothing. I got nothing. If you want to call in, 505-243-3333. So the two Led Zeppelin songs that you uh, have to play back-to-back, I believe, is Heartbreaker and Live and Love and Mate. So it goes from this into... I don't think anybody cares. I uh, I don't blame you. Getting back to the news. Back to the uh, serious news. On Friday, the third day of the school year, students at Washington Middle School took their lunch break a little afternoon, gathering outside, and then uh, shots fired. And uh, we find out that uh, a 13-year-old, Juan Sosedo, is charged with an open count of murder and unlawful carrying of a deadly weapon on school premises and the death of 13-year-old Benny Hargrove. APD said the shooting happened during a bullying incident, and Sosedo's parents told police the teen uh, took the gun from the father. A parent not keeping a gun locked up. That's a story we hear a lot. He uh, showed the gun to other students before uh, he he did this, and nobody bothered to uh, to tell anyone. The victim was apparently trying to de-escalate the situation. And uh, just a tragic story. Uh, Logan, you're on KKOB. Hello. Hey, Jim. People care. Come on now. Um, you, you going think? along with your musical comment. Um, yeah, great show. Seriously, I do like it. Um and uh, I saw a meme on the internet the other day that said, stop wearing T-shirts that you, a band you don't listen to. You see all these millennials and these Gen Zs, specifically more Gen Zs. They got Def Leppard and Metallica and Led Zeppelin. And I bet you they've never heard a song of them, but their merchandise is cool and it's kind of retro to wear. So that's kind of like my, I don't know, my don't do it, Gen Z, because you don't know a dang song. You know the one that used to bug me. It's not 
it's not musical, but everybody used to wear those Che Guevara shirts, and nobody knew who the hell he was. Right, yeah. And I'll tell you another one that bugs me, and this is a little weird, but anybody that wears a T-shirt with Chinese or Japanese lettering on it, and you you don't know what it says, because I think they could be punking you, and it could say something like, I love little boys, or you don't know what that says on there. I'm I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's exactly right. All right, hey, hey, take it easy. I hope I hope to thank you. I hope the kids are listening to uh, to Led Zeppelin because they were a badass rock and roll band, maybe the baddest ass rock and roll band of all time. Led Zeppelin, best jam, immigrant song, or cashmere. Like cashmere? I think this is their best jam. I like this pause coming up here. was hard for Robert Plant to p- pick up on women back in the 70s. Do you, do you think he uh you think he had any issues there? No, weirdly, I think girls liked that type of look back then, huh? Oh, I know. No, I uh I totally get it. This may be more of a stoner song, I think. I, I don't know. I think Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, was this, this was the song in there? I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. It's funny, you go back and listen to some of these songs and you're like, they're good, but I don't know if they were as cool as I used to think they were kind of thing sometimes. Uh, yeah. Anyway, open uh, topic random hour. If you got something on your mind, uh, Josh, you're on KQB. Hello. Hey, Jimmy, how are you? What's up, Josh? Hey, Stairway to Heaven, Led Zeppelin tribute when they were at. Who did the, Who yeah. did that? Stevie Nicks. Uh, oh, and, uh, Hart did Stairway to Heaven. At the Kennedy Center. I don't know if Stevie Nicks ever did it, but I know Hart did it at the Kennedy Center for the uh, when uh, Led Zeppelin was being honored, and it was amazing. All that glitters is gold, and she's buying a stairway to hell. When she gets there, she knows. If the stores are all closed, when it gets to the jamming part, she can get it's actually uh, pretty awesome. Let me skip ahead here. Oh, 
know, I, I couldn't imagine being a musician, guitar player, and you got to play this guitar solo with Jimmy Page in the audience. Not to mention Er Obama. Nailing it. What's up? Are they a sister duo? Heart? Yeah, they were sisters. Okay. They are God, sisters. What talent there. Yeah. Uh, Blondie and Chubby. Uh, Sarah, you're on Kiki B. Hello. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, here. God. Uh, yeah, hi. Can you hear me? No, sure. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, that's the problem. What's going on? Go ahead, Sarah. I'm just joking. What's up? Hello. All right. I think Sarah called in to, uh, to punk me, no? I don't know. That was a joke from like two hours ago. All right. Uh, open Topic Random Hour will continue. If you got anything at all, bring it. I have very little offer. 505-243-3333. We will continue. News Radio KKOB. Depend on it. Topic. Best female-led band. Heart. And the crowd goes wild. Bengals. Or the pretenders. Or Joan Jett. How can I leave Joan Jett out of the conversation? Uh, oh, Jimmy, and you didn't even include, and you didn't even include two that I would definitely put in that in that grouping. What about Blondie? And then you, you didn't yep, even yep. mention. And you should also throw in the Go-Go's. They were the first to make in the top ten that were all girls yeah. that wrote their own songs. Sure. So they should be in there, too. Best Bob Seger song, Jim. You didn't mention it. It's Against the Wind. That's his best song. Pretty very, good. Very lovely, How about... Very lovely at the exit. Best, the, wait a minute. Best uh, Led uh, Zeppelin but, song. Okay. Best Led, best Led Zeppelin song. I like Cashmere a lot. That would definitely make my top three. But my favorite song by them is Since I've Been Loving You, which oh. has some beautiful guitar work. That's on Led Zeppelin 3, I believe. 3 was not... Yeah, 3 was not their best album. Three was, I, oh, I love 3. You do? 3 is funky. 3 is funky. Okay. Hey, Jim, did you ever hear that, um, that Robert Plant, Alison Krauss, Duo album, yes. Raising Sand. Yes. There's some nice stuff on that. I thought that was really a nice treat for so recent a record. I mean, he sounds better nowadays than most of the other bands that were around at that time. You know, who, about, you know who sounds exactly the same as he did 100 years ago is Springsteen. Yeah, he does still sound pretty pretty reasonably close. I yeah. don't think he can quite hit the high notes anymore. His his voice is a little No, better. well he, he can't do uh he can't do that move where he like dives and slides on his knees anymore and and get <laughs> well, back I up. Seeing, 
I remember seeing him at the Super Bowl that year, and uh, there's a, a part of the song where I think he, what he wanted to do was like bound effortlessly on top of the piano. Right. But he had to struggle up that, yeah, up that little piano. Bit. And I remember my brother and I were like, easy, Bruce, don't break a leg right now. Okay, try this one, Jim. Uh, Rolling Stones, Sympathy for the Devil or Gimme Shelter. Um, song. Yeah, I, I would say, uh, I would say, mm, I don't like sympathy for the, I, I'll just say, I, I'll just say, I don't like sympathy for the devil as much as a lot of people do. Um, so I would, uh, because I, it's overplayed more than anything else. You know what I like? I like, what? uh, honky tonk woman. I like. Uh, wild horses. Oh, wild horses is great. I like. How about Sweet Virginia? I like Midnight Rambler, and I hate to say it, I don't want to sound like Kiss Beth, but I like Angie. Oh, Angie is nice. That's a nice one too. I like. I would say if I, if, like, if, I, I, if I was in concert, the song that would mm-hmm. get me on my feet would be Honky Tonk Woman or Tumbling Dice. I like Tumbling Dice. I'm not the biggest honky-tonk uh, woman fan, Jim. I, and I also group, group Brown Sugar in that kind of duo. Right. Those two always seem to go together for me. I'm more fond of their, like, bluesy Beggar's Banquet stuff. Like, okay. if you pull up one of their lesser songs, like No Expectations, that has a beautiful guitar intro, real bluesy, No Expectations. Pull that one up. All right, try this one, Jim. Who ha- which is the better band, The Who or The Doors? Oh, the, uh, I mean the the Who for sure because of at least because of their longevity. I I don't think I don't know if the Doors had continued on if they would have had the catalog. I mean, we'll never know that the, that the Who does. But um, I fully agree. The Who is a very uh, kind of an underrated band. I really think they had a, a tremendous range. Like they had a much greater range than, say, for example, the Rolling Stones. Even sure. Though I probably like the Stones a little better, but try this. Going back to Who versus Doors, how about singing voice, Jim Morrison versus either uh, Daltrey or Townsend? I, singing I w- voice. Daltrey. Oh, yeah? Well, his voice has more power, but I think Morrison had a prettier voice. It's a good voice, man. No, I agree. I mean, i got to pick one or the other. I. You I, got it? You do. That's I, 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 I box uh, you in. What about Daltrey... Morrison, uh, Robert Plant. Just singing voice? Yeah. I think I would probably go with Robert Plant because his voice is just so dynamic. You know, Cashmere is perfect when he comes out of that bridge. Right. And he's doing that. Ah! I mean, that is just... Yep. That's that's just a miracle of, of voice right there. They got the exact right take on that one. And uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a classic that will take you to the grave, baby. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I forgot old Joan Jett, who I did get to see once. The one badass lady. Uh, Brian, you're on Kiki Hello. 
Hey, uh, staying on music, uh, I hope Keith Richards lives to be 100. <laughs> I'm, I'm Has, hasn't he already? Well. I... <laughs> I think he's late 70s now. But, I mean, he's he's immensely talented guitar player. Uh, I always like their song, uh, how do you say it on the radio, uh, Biatch, something like that. Right. It's, it's a great song right out of the gate. Uh, Bob Seger, I, I just always like Night Moves. As Night Moves is a, is a great song. And then uh, just to follow up on Ethan's talk about Afghanistan, you know, that whole era, if you remember, the whole project was... We want it. We don't want any failed states in the world. We want free movement of people, goods, and money. You know, a relatively loose world where people can move around wherever they want to. And of course, you know, nine eleven rocked that idea, and we had Saudi, you know, radical conservative Saudi religious people funding uh, terrorists that would set up a camp in Afghanistan, a failed state. And then, you know, we being idiotic Americans, we let the Saudis just flow through our country like water because they have money, and we let them in because they'll buy stuff. You know, then they came over, and most of them were in the country illegally, and then they committed this terrorist act. But, you know, Bush did not want people to focus on Saudis and other rich, bad-acting Arabs. Right. You know, focus on the Afghanistan people, and then, you know, Saddam Hussein in, in Iraq. But uh, now, you know, Afghanistan is going to be a failed state again. And the real problem with Afghanistan is Pakistan. Pakistan is a huge problem that we never talk about. Yep. And which, which to sum it all up is we have to get control of our immigration system. We cannot let people just flow into our country willy-nilly because they have money, because there's a lot of dangerous uh, people with bad ideas and you know so many americans are basically prostitutes if you got money hey come on in buy our real estate buy this buy that you know you're not gonna hurt nothing but that's not the truth you know we have to look take a hard look at saudi arabia pakistan all these other radical islamic states uh the russians another you know kleptocratocracy so you know the free world Loose immigration era is over. We got to get control of immigration. I'm with you. I don't know how we went from uh, Seeger to Afghanistan, but good call. Kiki B, hello. Hi. Well, uh, I agree on some of this. Uh, nine, hey, I was in nine eleven, not in danger. I remember. And it was. I, it wasn't Iraq that did that to us or Afghanistan, but that's who we went against. Uh, it was Saudi Arabia, but don't they have a lot of oil there? 
But another thing I'd like to complain, uh, this is better for the complaint hour, but uh, I am getting so sick of all of these spoofed telephone number calls to try to lower interest on my Medicare, lower interest on, uh, oh, the great one today, lower my credit card interest. Uh, who would be stupid enough to give oh, well, the number of a card? Apparently somebody in Alabama... Uh, tried to uh, bought a bought an iPhone on my Amazon account, and they wanted me to uh, go to some website and put in all my information. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a good one too. Can we we'd like to get you to get insurance to pay your funeral expenses? Yeah, doesn't that make you feel good? The last thing I, I care about is paying for that. I'll be dead. Oh, uh, I heard that the the feds allowed uh, these boiler room type of operations to call. There used to be a do not call register, but that flew out the window. Well, I, I think it's just too easy to to uh, to get around. You, you can block all the numbers, and they can just uh, they can just keep changing them. But uh, yeah, it uh, mine have slowed down. There was a, a time, and I didn't do anything differently, but there was a time, I want to say six months ago, where they were just cranking every day on me. But I'm not uh, I'm not getting any. You know, whenever I get them now, I just don't say anything. I just answer, and I just don't say anything. And then they hang up, and I, I block like the number. I pretend like it's my mom's phone, and I get like a really small voice, and I'm like, sorry, my mom's not here. <sighs> If I had the time, I, I'd like to, and I do really, I'd like to stroke them along and, and just, yeah, whatever they say. Yeah, I'm in. I I am in. Uh, you need to do this and do that. Yes, I'm, I'm all about that. So just, uh, yeah. But uh, that, that would, uh, that, you know, at some point, what are you going to do when you're, Stuck having a long conversation with with some uh, some idiot. All right, uh, we'll have our final segment of uh, open topic, random stuff, music, whatever. 505-243-3333. We will continue. Station 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. All right, final segment here, open topics. We uh, start talking about music for uh, under some pretense. And uh, there you go. Good way to uh, end the show. Best live performance, Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody, Live Aid, 1985, or Other. I don't think you can beat that one.
Uh, Cameron, you're on KQB. Hello. My father went to that concert. Let's uh, do that. Uh, appreciate uh, that, I, I think. Uh, good jam, I guess. Uh, Paul, you're on KQB. Hello. How about Freebird, Atlanta? Freebird, Atlanta. All right. I'll bite. See if I can uh, I can pull pull that up. Was there a famous uh, Atlanta concert? Nineteen seventy six. Is that the one? So, yeah. Freebird live at the Fox Theater, Atlanta, nineteen seventy six. Leonard Skinner, Freebird live, August twenty first, nineteen seventy six. Leonard Skinner, Freebird, Oakland Coliseum. Actually, I've uh, I've I've seen this one. On YouTube, this is a pretty good one. Has about 42 million views. Freebird 7277, Oakland Coliseum Stadium. This is a pretty good one. like a great concert. Say what? Music. Oh yeah. No, I I agree. I you know, yeah. I mean you get you get sentimental but do you want to say the 70s was the best decade for music? The late 60s into the 70s, eh, 80s, 70s, 80s? 75 to 85? Yeah, I would say so. It's, and most of that music is resampled in all the new music. No, that, that is true. That is true. We're uh, talking about the, uh, the, the Bengals. Earlier, I think they're a very underrated band. They are still, if you go on YouTube and uh, search out, Bengals have been touring nonstop since this. And uh, this chick still looks freaking fantastic at age 60. She does. Was the go go is Belinda Carlisle? Right, I met her once. I liked Lita Ford. You, you just glossed right over that. I said I met her once. Oh. So when I was in college, they did a uh, check this out. There was a concert in uh, I want to say 1985 ish, Cincinnati, Ohio. Go Go's. Opening act, I mess with you not in excess. What? 
Yeah. That's a weird combo. So we're hanging out at this college club, and guess who is there? The Go-Go's and In Excess. Who I didn't even know who they were. And uh, I was my uh, I was with this girl, and she goes, "You want to meet Belinda?" And I'm like, "Oh." And uh, yeah, so I got to meet a very coked out Belinda Carlisle. Now she was very nice, but I, I, you know, you can tell she was flying uh, high. She <laughs> was. Her teeth were itching. I, I don't know. You, you could tell she was. Uh, she was having a good time. Very friendly, very polite, very pretty. And, uh, yeah, she was very, very nice. So, uh, you know, I saw in a bar one time when she first was a thing, it, it, performing in a bar, concert bar, was uh, Sheryl Crow in Las Vegas when she only had, like, that one song about Las Vegas. She was fantastic. Very good looking. I love whenever you get to see stars before they're big, you know, small venues. I saw REM in a small venue before they were huge, huge. Um, The Violent Femmes, do you remember who they were? Yes, I do. Saw them in a small club. Got to meet them backstage because I was a photographer for the student newspaper at the time. But yeah, those those are good memories. Those are good memories. All right, I'm trying to think uh, who to uh, leave you with for the uh, show today. I think Joe Jett. Joe Jett.